0: Hey sisters, I am here with my friend Erin today and I am so excited to chat with her about her story of removing alcohol and kind of a little bit about what she does and who she serves so that she can take this journey along the way and show them and guide them too. Hey sister, do you feel stuck? Do you feel like you're living each day over and over on a loop? Maybe Thanks for being here, Erin. Thanks, Michelle. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. I'm excited to have you. So we'll just jump right in. I would love to just hear a little bit about who you are and where and um, when you kind of decided to remove alcohol and really just what a little bit of your story looks like.
1: Sure. Absolutely. So I am a parenting coach. I'm a certified positive discipline parent educator and a, and a coach for parents. Um, and mostly what I'm about is helping parents navigate their kids, super challenging behaviors without, um, bribes or threats (laughs) and hopefully without stress or guilt. Um, so that's kind of what I'm about. And, um, at the end of last year at the end of 2019, I discovered an amazing business coach because the the business part of um, you know reaching people to work with has not really been um, my expertise right So I need a lot of, a lot of help in that area. Um, so I found this amazing business coach that really resonated with me so much and I did, Uh, Free challenge. You know, the challenges are everywhere these days. And I did her free challenge in January. And at the end of it, I cried because I wanted to do her full program. She had a year long program and I wanted it so badly and I couldn't afford it but I just decided to keep showing up and every six weeks she would run her free challenge and every six weeks I would show up and do it. And at the end of every single one, I would cry, and I would implement everything I could on my own in between. And I just kept showing up. And finally, I think it was the fourth time I did the challenge. I won the scholarship. She granted me the scholarship. Awesome. Um, So I got into her full program for free. And again, I cried, but for a different reason. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And I was absolutely over the moon. In fact, ironically, I popped a bottle of champagne for myself. Um, This was at the beginning of May. And by June, I really started to realize that in order to fully take advantage of this program, Um, and ramp up my business while taking care of my kids, the house, right, life, (laughs) all of this stuff, Um, I was really going to have to practice like radical self-care because it is a really intensive program. It's going to be a lot of work that was clear from the get-go. And so really, it just became instantly clear to me that I It was just never going to happen. I was never going to become the person I wanted to be and do the work that I wanted to do in the world. If I continued to drink, Mm -hmm. Um, alcohol was just not part of the radical self-care that I needed to, that I needed to practice. And so I began to think about how I would stop. I was still a little uncertain or maybe hesitant because in the past, cutting back or taking a break had been really hard in my experience.
0: Um, so, so you had, you had tried it before then.
1: Sure. Here and there, a okay. little AA here, a little, uh, let's only drink on the weekends there, you know, um, none of it really took for me. And so I had this sort of, um, thing that I think a lot of people do, which is they sort of try to cut back here and there, and then they kind of go back to drinking regularly again, and they sort of bounce back and forth for a while. Um, So I was still sort of mulling over how I would do this or when I would start, you know, and, um, or stop rather. Mm -hmm. And uh, my husband took our boys on a camping trip for three days. And as he was leaving, I noticed that there were six beers in the house. And I thought just kind of in the back of my head, okay, Um, you know, that's like two per day while they're gone. Well, I drank all six of them the first day. And I was like, okay, girl, you're done. That's <laughs> it. Like, this is it. You're done. And so that night, um, I actually signed up for uh, another challenge, another uh, free five-day mini challenge. Um, and, you know, it's funny. We talk about mommy wine culture. The reason this one appeared, appealed to me is because it was the one-year no beer challenge and you know we talk about wine all the time with moms but my thing was beer Mm -hmm. so it appealed to me really partially because of the name I feel like that's a good fit for me you know right um so I did that and my plan was to do the five-day free challenge and then decide about what I needed going forward whether it was a longer paid program or whatever that looked like um But i stopped and this time was totally different it was easy i had no cravings it was i was just able to stop and um, i didn't end up going forward to do um, a further sobriety program but what i did do was um, start buying and reading and listening to audiobooks of a bunch of, you know, what's called QuitLit that people were recommending. Mm-hmm. And I got totally hooked. So now I am a quitlit junkie. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I just love soaking up all of this because it's fascinating to me. And I love hearing other people's stories and I love hearing, you know, different methods that work for people. And so that's actually been really enjoyable for me to immerse myself in that. And sort of the end of this part of the story is that, you know, I was pretty sure that my decision to stop drinking would create momentum and growth in my work, um, but I had no idea that it would change the trajectory of the work that I do. And within just a couple of days of stopping, all the dots started connecting about the work that I was already doing with parents um, because parenting is really self-work. It's really self-development. And a huge piece of it is self-care. And I was so aware of like how integrated this journey was to the journey of parenting. And this intuition was like so strong. It was a voice I could almost hear. And it was saying, you need to coach this. And I tried to ignore it for a while, you know, with my own logical voice, like, why do you want to complicate things? You're Mm -hmm. still trying to get your original business up and running. Um, Maybe think about this later when you've got this a little more underway. But this voice just would not be quiet. It was like, I know it sounds weird, but it's like this voice was straight from my heart just saying, no, you need to do this now. And so here we are at the beginning of of this path of this new path for me.
0: Awesome. That's a great story. Cause I love how it is, um, you know, we can layer these stories together. Like you said, they're so, our journeys are so similar and yet different, but it's really neat because we hear about most of us who have chosen at some point in time to remove alcohol had tried it a couple of other different times a different ways, went to a different, strategy or program. And it just, we just have to find what works for us. But at the end of the day, it really truly is the mindset shift. Exactly. And as far as, as far as parenting goes, I mean, I can look at my own life and it's funny because society shares that they, they preach that self-care is one and the culture of, oh, well, you just relax, mom, because you've really worked hard and you're raising these kids. And then it's like, but wait a minute, am I really relaxing or am I just numbing out the issues that I'm already having with my kids and I'm making them more tolerable? So exactly to me, that's what I was doing. I was numbing out any sort of like things that were bugging me or you know, if they were, of course, if they're fighting and nagging, you know, knock, about, knock back a few glasses and you kind of buffered the irritation there, but nothing has changed and nothing has gone away. So it makes complete sense to me that if I'm truly, you know, coming to someone like you and I'm like, Hey, I'm really struggling and I'm looking to be a better mom, you know, a better leader in my home. And how can I do this? And to me, that is a, no, now that I'm on the other side, it's a no brainer. Like I have right, to we
1: see it now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we I have to have now. clarity, you know, but when you're in it, you don't realize that. So I think this is a beautiful, like addition to your, your goals. And, I, and hearing that voice is not weird to me. You know, that voice for me is the Holy spirit. Like I know right. when I'm being guided and I need to listen so, um, you know, we hear it in different ways and see it in different ways, but there's just something that feels very congruent when that happens. It's like, oh, okay, this, is, this makes total sense. So yeah. where are you now? Then when did you, when did you actually stop? Like how far in are you? I
1: stopped June 11th. So it's a hundred and something days. I don't, I don't count actively. Mm-hmm. I have an app on my phone that tells me how many days it's been, but it's approximately three months. So, um, I know you have I think a couple of years
0: right I do i uh yeah. in August it was a little over two years, and I did my first year. I was aware of the timing, you know, I wasn't daily counting either, and we'll be honest with you, probably the first sixty days I was just mm-hmm. because it was like you know, I don't know if how about I don't know if this was with you, but I've talked to several women where like we've all had our like time frame where we like did. And then we, we messed up again, quote unquote, messed up, <laughs> you know, like crap, I start here's my counter, you know, and now I've learned that that's just part of the process. You know, that's part right. of the building the resilience and building the learning around it. But my longest before that was like 21 days. So mm-hmm. when I finally, I was like, all right, got over that hump, got over that hump, you know, but then yeah. I didn't, but what I found exciting was the, the the number amount, how much I had saved. Only I wish I actually had that in savings because somehow I spent that somewhere else. <laughs> I'm like, wait, this says things. I'm supposed to have $6,000. Where is it? Where is it? Yeah. Well, we do
1: spend it on other things. Hopefully, we. Sp- I probably spend it on books. <laughs>
0: yeah. <I laughs> but I'd rather it. have
1: books. I'd rather have the books. Um. Yeah, I, this time, you know, I, my sobriety is continuous from June 11th. I know for a lot of people that sounds like a really short amount of time. Um, And I don't know if there's any way to convey, you know, because it's just in my, in my heart and how I feel and how my mindset is this time, but it's just completely solid. Like I had stopped before for shorter periods of time, and it never felt quite, it sort of felt like, okay, I've stopped for now, okay, I'm not drinking today, but it didn't feel definite, and this feels very, very definite, and um, I know a lot of people might, especially if they have, you know, years of sobriety or even decades of sobriety, might feel skeptical about what a short amount of time that has been and how solid I feel and how certain I am that I am done. Mm -hmm. Um, But all I can tell you is that I just know, I just know it's just a completely different mindset this time. And um, it was two things really that I think made the difference for me this time. One is that I sort of detached my sobriety from other things. I made it unconditional. So I didn't rely on not being around alcohol. I didn't rely on not being around other people that were drinking. There were people in my life that were drinking or not drinking. That was totally, you know, that is totally their journey. And I made this about me this time and only me and not about what was around me or who was doing what around me. And that was a huge, huge um, game changer. And so that's the first part of it. And then the second part of it, I feel that made it um, so different this time is that I got really, really clear on why I was drinking. I think a lot of us make a lot of like uh, a list of why all the reasons, you know, that we don't want to drink or that we quote, shouldn't drink, right? Mm -hmm. All the ways it affects us, all the problems, all the, you know, the money we spend, whatever it is, everything else, we make the long list, right? Of all the reasons we shouldn't. But sometimes we don't really dig into the, the like the pros side of the list are perceived benefits the reasons we do want to drink because if we didn't want to we wouldn't right if you don't want to do something you don't do it Mm -hmm. but we end up with this sort of like tug of war where part of us doesn't want to but part of us still wants to and that's why we continue and so i got really clear on why i was drinking and when i really like pulled apart and teased apart all of those reasons they all fell apart they all fell apart and i just didn't want to anymore
0: Mm. i love that yeah it's like if you when we bring the question of why to the surface and really i just have this visual what we do is we get super super curious and we shine this big light on there and go you know on the surface, this is my why or why I'm drinking. But then once we dig a little deeper, like we start to expose all these lies that we have come to believe about it, whether it's, you know, the, here's a, here's one that we, women have all said, you know, Oh, it relieves my stress. Really? Are you truly less stressed? Are you just there again? Are we buffering or numbing that? Like initial physical feeling that we have when we're stressed? Because do you wake up the next day and feel stress relief? I never did. I woke up feeling worse. Absolutely. And especially
1: because, you know, in in the work that I do with parents, I'm, I'm focused on sustainable practices, right? Like we have things that we can do in the moment and things that we can do long term, but overall we want the work that we do to be sustainable. We want it to be effective long-term. And it sounds like you experienced something very similar to what I did, which is that I would reach, um, you know, a point during the day where I just was like, ah, effort it, you know, I mm-hmm. call the four o'clock eff it <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, or like, all right, I'm just done for the day. I just need to kind of zone out. And I would feel, better sort of but it wasn't really better it was just sort of apathetic mm-hmm. like I still had care. problems. Yeah I still had problems. I just didn't care about them as much. Yeah. But the next morning I felt like crap and the problems were not only still there but worse because I didn't take care of them yesterday. Mm. You know, so it builds this cycle that you can see it just sends us down the rabbit hole.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And I want to also shine light on the first part where you had said that there's just something different and there's just something, there was a shift this time in your mindset, which is a huge part of what I teach. Right. Because, you know, there may be some people listening on, on a journey that's, you know, longer and they have more and they're just like, ah. Eh you know, three months, she's a baby, you know, something like that. But I'm a newbie. She's a newbie. But the point of it is, is like, that's the whole, that's what I want my listeners, especially to understand is that when it comes to drinking, it is the biggest spectrum I can only imagine. Like, you know, some people that hear about, drinking or like maybe somebody's considering removing alcohol immediately, they go to, Oh my gosh, what they, they're an alcoholic or they have problems or, you know, they're about to lose their job or whatever they do. It, you know, it's just, that's what I'm trying to get out into the world is that that's not the case at all. It could just be, you know, just like that daily, like I'm just at a place in my life where I'm tired and I'm, you know, my kids are stressing me out and I'm going to this thing. And the thing is, is that when we finally realize what I call that as a stronghold, because it has this hold on us that sometimes it takes us a while to really to really understand and go, wow, I'm going to this before I even try anything else to remove stress or to handle my children's and, and teach conflict resolution. So I think that's the thing is that we can only walk in our own shoes, and we can only have our own journey. And so I absolutely, because I hear that in you, and I can see, see it in you, I hear it in your language. To me, it's super obvious that there's been a shift, because if there weren't, you wouldn't have the understanding that you have now. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the key. Mm -hmm. So moving forward, then we know you want to kind of integrate this into your coaching. And then so um, as we're kind of finishing up, I want to just ask you, like, If you, I like to ask all my interviewees this, like if you had a group of women in front of you and they're in the place that you were, where they were going to it, whether it was stress or they're having the four (laughs) o'clock efforts, what is the, what is the one thing that you would leave them with to just encourage them that they truly have the ability to make a change if they want it?
1: Oh my goodness. Um, what a fantastic question. Um, I think that the, if I could tell people to do one, one thing, one, have one place to start is just to really zero in on the why, really zero in on the why and just get curious. And, um, you know, you said get curious and I always tell, tell people get curious too. And, Um, you know, I'm thinking that it's really interesting, you know, the, in, in my work, it's not only in my work, it's a, it's a common thing. You may have seen it all over the place. It's this iceberg analogy of behavior where, you know, you see the tip of the iceberg on the top, and then there's the surface of the water. And then down underneath is all of that other stuff, what's going on under the surface, the belief behind the behavior. And I think that you know, as you were talking earlier, I think that that really applies not only to parenting, but it applies to ourselves, to our own emotions, what we can see on the top and then what's going on underneath. And I think it applies, you know, to our relationship with alcohol as well. Really dive down and, you know, take a look at what's going on under there so that we can resolve problems sustainably and effectively and and not at the surface level i always say you know you take surface level action you get surface level results Mm -hmm. Um, and also i would say i want i would want to encourage people that if they try one way and it doesn't work to to know that there are probably as many paths to recovery as there are people. I really, really feel that. Um, My story will not look like everyone else's story. And just because your story doesn't, someone's story doesn't look like mine or it doesn't look like yours, doesn't mean they won't have success or they won't get where they wanna go. And um, I think what's beautiful in the work that you do is you guide people not necessarily all along the same exact path, right? You guide them, you guide them differently depending on their needs and where they are. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. So if you try one method and it doesn't work for you, don't, excuse me, don't give up. Be, what is that, um, that phrase that I love, like be flexible in your methods, but stubborn in your goal, (laughs) you know? So So don't worry that your path doesn't look like other people's path. I think that the most important thing is finding the path, right? Discovering what your path is. I mean, I'm still very much at the beginning of, um, you know, what the next part of this journey looks like for me in terms of how I'm getting my message out there and, and how I'm helping the people that I want to work with and Um, I'm okay that I don't totally know what it looks like yet. You know, I have, I have, um, a vision, like I see the point B here. I am at point a, and we'll figure out how to get there. Um, Well, any journey, go ahead. Oh, I would just say, um, you know, if you try one way and it's not working for you, just, just pivot.
0: Absolutely. Well, and what I was just going to say on top of that is like, I could just see this visual of a path where you can see the beginning, but then it becomes wooded trees. And so I'm very much into like the visual metaphors of things. Oh yeah. And I, you know, and I'm thinking, well, how do I get through the path one step at a time? You know, that's, that's our whole journey as far as life goes anyway. And just to top that off, Comparison, as we've also heard, is the thief of joy. And it truly is. We cannot yes. compare ourselves to other people's journeys in both directions. You know, we can't compare to someone that we perceive that is ahead of us and become envious, or we can't compare ourselves to someone who looks like they're further behind and put ourselves in a place of elevation that, oh, well, we're at least not that bad. That's not the way this works. We exactly. have to, we have to walk it out and stay focused. So Um, Tell us where we can find you. If there's some moms here that would really appreciate some guidance in the parenting, where can they find you? And then we'll also put it in the show notes. Sure. So the best place to find me is
1: online in my Facebook group, which is called parenting with respectful connection. And if you go to find me on Facebook, um, I'm happy to receive friend requests. You can find me on Facebook under
0: Aaron Michael Miller. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being here. And I'm so excited to continue um, walking with you on your journey and seeing um, where we can continue to collaborate. So I appreciate you being here, Erin. Awesome. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. That was so much fun. I love talking with Erin. So we discussed how you have a different journey and a different path. And also discuss how you got to take it one step at a time and try a lot of different things. So, I want to make sure you know this October in the Set Free Sisterhood group, we are doing a Ditch the Wine Witch. And basically, what's going to happen is you're going to choose to come into the group, gain complete clarity by the end of the month to really know does alcohol have control on you or do you completely control alcohol? i bet you'll have a little more energy by the end of the month your skin can start clearing up but i will teach you the first week what do we expect what's going to go on in your mind and your body tips to help with that also discuss our mindset shifts and how we can change our beliefs around it some healthy habit shifts and we're just going to have a really good time and i'm going to bring all the teaching for free and you'll have an opportunity to meet some other ladies along the same journey and honestly if you come in there and you mess up on day four quote unquote mess up if you slip up and have some what you're gonna do is just jump right back in this is not about perfection ladies this is not about you making a decision and then it's totally done i want this to be exploratory i want you to learn to listen to your mind raise awareness Really check yourself and how you feel. But this is completely for you. I'm going to spend the month. We're not going to be overwhelming. I'm going to do a live teaching each week, Q&A, and we're going to have a little fun. And then the more you're engaged, the more it's going to benefit you in the end. Because guess what? Prize number one, the most engaged person, you will receive a free month of coaching with me. That is a one-hour session each week for a month. Prize number two is going to be two full coaching sessions and then prize three is going to be my favorite pick of a cute journal because journaling is super important. (sighs) All right, just get ready to come and have a good time and engage in the group. So head on over right now to Set Free Sisterhood on Facebook and click join. I will see you there. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you,